Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody to a special breaking animal news edition of Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen to the show. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is uh, if you're a regular, welcome back. And if you are a regular, you will know that this is kind of completely out of sorts just because typically I only, re- well, I usually, I should say, release episodes on Monday. And every Monday I'll focus on a, usually a particular species, we'll highlight light a person and you know who works with that species in an animal related career a professional and we kind of kind of go in the in and outs of what it's like being that person and you know what it's like working with the animal we get a bunch of fun animal facts but uh this is going to be a different episode because we're going to focus on just really what everyone's talking about and that is the coronavirus you know i actually struggled I, I, I guess I didn't struggle, but I, I, I kind of thought like, man, do I cover this in the podcast or do I not? And, you know, I didn't know if I should just maybe not talk about it and just, you know, just release the episodes that I had already planned on releasing. And I just thought there's no way I cannot not talk about it on Animals to the Max. I mean, a lot of you, you know, obviously, for those of you who listen to the show, this is where a lot of you get your animal information. Some of you want to hear my take on, you know, the breaking animal news. And I'll tell you what, the coronavirus, it is linked to animals. So I would not be doing this show justice if I did not talk about it. What I want to do on today's episode is I just want to kind of go over the coronavirus. I want to talk about what a virus is. Now, please don't turn that off. I know it sounds so boring. I promise. I'm going to make it as fun and digestible as possible so kids can kind of understand this. I'm also going to talk about the origins or where this all started, where they believe the virus started, because it has to do with wildlife. It has to do with wildlife trafficking. It just has to do with a bunch of stuff. So we will definitely dive into this. So let's just talk a little bit about what a virus is. So a virus is a microscopic organism that replicates only inside the cells of a host organism. Now, there's a bunch of debate in the biology world whether viruses are living or non-living. When I was in school back in the dinosaur age, well, not really, that was back in 2011, uh, you know, we were taught at Boise State University that they were non-living biological agents, although since then, some people have, you know, decided to dispute that and say, no, they're kind of living. Some scientists say it's kind of in a gray area. Whatever, we just know they're microscopic um, and they reproduce inside the cells of a living host. So when a host or us, or like let's say a cell, is infected by a virus, the host cell is forced to produce thousands and thousands of identical copies of the virus at a rapid rate. That's why they spread like crazy. Now, thousands of viruses have been identified. Of course, there's, like I just said, tons of different ones. So why is it called the coronavirus. My wife actually asked me that and I was like, that's actually great. Like, why is it called the coronavirus? So underneath a microscope, remember these guys are super, super tiny. You can't see it with a, with a naked eye. They're named for the spikes that protrude from their surfaces. And those spikes actually resemble the crown or the corona of a sun which is interesting. I'll actually, I'm going to try to post a photo in the show notes or you can head on over to my Instagram at Corbin Maxi and I will share that. I thought that was really, really interesting um, why it's called the coronavirus. So they believe that the coronavirus started in Wuhan, China in a wildlife market in December of 2019. Now, if you're thinking wildlife market, like, ooh, that sounds like a magical place. It's not. It's a horrific place where... 
Oh, just uh, live animals are sold uh, for consumption, also for traditional medicines. Um, you know, the, you know, animals. There's just a variety of different animals, from bats to ostriches to crocodiles to peacocks to rats to wolf pups to red foxes to civets, which are an African um, uh, an, an African mammal. Uh, just there's just a variety of different uh, different animals sold. Reptiles, turtles, you know, snakes, uh, amphibians like frogs. All these animals are sold for the consumption and um, in Wuhan, China, and this is kind of in the southeastern part of the country. Now, this is something. Let me just talk about this because I know I said it's it's disgusting and it's it's just horrific for me because I am a Westerner and I see this. But I guess I we, we, ugh, I hate even saying this, but we do have to realize that this is part of their culture. It has been going on for hundreds of years. I do not agree though with the conditions the live animals are in. I do not agree with just all, I mean, there's obviously no sanitation. This is why this happened. Um, wildlife markets are really sad. So these animals are usually, they can either be farmed or they're wild caught um, illegally. So it's kind of a mixture of both. So some of the animals are farmed and they're sent to these markets. Some animals are just illegally caught and then sold. And they're stuffed in these tiny metal crates and enclosures with other animals. And, uh, you know, they usually don't have water. The animals usually fall ill. Um, they're just, you know, they go to the bathroom all over themselves. The other animals cages are stacked on top of each other. And it's basically a, it is a fantastic place for viruses and other diseases just to spread. It is like, the breeding ground for bacteria um, in China, in southeastern China, with these wildlife markets, they you know believe fresh is better. So upon research, and by the way, my research, this is not me just kind of like you know talking out of my rear. I do have some great sources. Uh, some of my sources where I'm quoting from come from the National Geographic, the New York Times, and also Nature Magazine. So I do have some sources. I'll include the links in the show notes. Just kind of reading through some of the articles, they were saying that live animals in these markets sell for two to three times more just because that's just how they're preferred. The you know Chinese believe you know they taste better, they're healthier when they're live and they're usually slaughtered there in just horrific inhumane ways but the animals that are slaughtered there's no i mean they're using the same knife to slaughter a pangolin which is a scaly mammal we're going to talk about it. it's a scaly anteater um, they're using the same knife to slaughter that pangolin to slaughter a cat or a dog or a fish or a frog like the same knife no one's washing their hands no one's cleaning anything so you can imagine a lot of disgusting things are happening a lot of bacteria diseases are just spread so let's talk a little bit about a zoonotic disease so a zoonotic disease basically are diseases that are spread from animals to humans okay now wild animals they carry viruses this is natural some of these viruses can be dormant it's natural and normally we wouldn't have any issue um you know contracting these viruses from animals but because habitats are diminishing we are poaching these animals we are putting them in our markets we are in unsanitary conditions we're consuming them and you know, unsanitary ways, that is how we're able to get these awful diseases. And so this is how the coronavirus started because of a wildlife market in Wuhan, China. And 
Oh, you know, um, at first scientists thought maybe possibly snakes could carry it. And then they found out, nah, snakes can't really carry this virus. They then thought that perhaps they got the coronavirus from bats. And if you're sitting there thinking like, wow, bats, like they eat bats. Uh, yeah, apparently there was some stuff going around uh, on, the, on the internet where bats were being boiled alive in soup. And um, anyway, people were outraged about these markets. And uh, anyway... So, you know, they first thought it was bats, well, like first snakes, then bats, and then they thought, ah, maybe not. Then some scientists out of China actually thought, you know what, what about pangolins? Now, pangolins, if you're wondering what they are, they are a mammal. They're also called like a scaly anteater, and they are completely covered in scales. And they are one of the most endangered animals in the world. They are the most trafficked animal in the world. Millions of these animals have been poached from Africa and Asia where they're found. There are eight species of pangolin. And if you're wondering, well, why would someone want to eat a scaly anteater? Well, in traditional Chinese medicine, they will use the pangolin, the scales. They believe it helps, you know, remedy things from menstrual pains to I don't know, aphrodisiacs to colds to whatever. Obviously, no scientific proof of any of this. And so traditional medicines. And then also in Asia and in China in particular, it is a commodity. It is a it's a signal of status, of high status when you eat endangered species. I'm sorry. Can you guys tell just the freaking disgust in my voice there is there are restaurants in asia and china that specialize in selling endangered species to eat it's a status symbol it's like hey i'm rich i am eating a gorilla or i'm eating shark fin soup or i'm eating a pangolin scale i'm eating pangolin soup so they believe now that the coronavirus could have been um basically spread from the pangolin in uh, you know one of these markets like i said millions of these animals have just been trafficked over the years for meat and traditional medicine so researchers took samples of the coronavirus for the pangolins and sequenced the virus's genetic material and they had a 99% match with the 2019 coronavirus. So interestingly, super similar. So more than likely this, this did come from pangolins, although scientists are still waiting for those full, you know, that research to be published. You know, just regarding these wildlife markets where these live animals are sold for food, millions and millions and millions of animals are are traded in Southeast Asia every year for consumption and it's unsanitary and we we really have to stop the global wildlife trade. It is a serious problem. Not only is it just for like conservation issues. I mean, if you think about it for wildlife, I mean, wildlife is just disappearing so fast on this planet, but you know, as 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 I speak, animals are going extinct and we, we not only have to stop it just for, I think, the ethics of just, I mean, we have a moral, a moral obligation as humans because these are wild animals. We need to, you know, we need to preserve them. It's also a public health issue. This is a serious, serious thing going on. I really hate to say it, but this is probably for wildlife conservation, for the trade in wildlife, this is definitely going to help slow it down because now that people are starting to realize like, oh my God, like this isn't healthy. Like, wait, I could die from this virus from eating this pangolin. Like they're not going to want to touch it. So the demand is going to decrease, which I'm going to say it, it's going to be good for wildlife. In the meantime, although 
it doesn't answer all of our problems. I know some of you might disagree with me, but I don't care. I mean, that's just that's just my opinion. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the demand has gone down. And China in January, uh, actually January 26. So in Wuhan, China, they believe the, uh, the coronavirus started in December of 2019. So about a month later in January 26 of this year, 2020, China put a temporary ban on the on the trade of um, live wildlife for food in these markets and then recently february 24th the chinese government made a permanent ban on the trade and consumption of live wild animals for food so they're really cracking down we will see how this all turns out let's just talk a little bit about the coronavirus it is a respiratory virus that has infected more than 130,000 people in over 100 countries. It is a pandemic, meaning it has spread all around the world. It's infected numerous people. I'm just sorry, guys. I'm just kind of trying to go through all my notes, and I want to make sure we get everything. So as uh, Thursday evening, as I'm recording this on March... Oh, what, what? Okay. On Thursday evening on March 12th, as I'm recording this... 40 people have died in the United States from the coronavirus and several thousand have tested positive for the virus. Um, let's just kind of talk a little bit about the symptoms. So the symptoms of this virus include fever, cough, difficulty in breathing, shortness of breath. Usually um, you will see these symptoms after being infected two to 14 days after being exposed to the virus. Now, please keep this in mind, more than half of the pop of the worldwide population according to experts have recovered from mild infections of the coronavirus so everyone please calm down please calm down more than half the people have recovered from the mild infections after two weeks and you know you know what how they've actually recovered from their natural immune system so that is how they have recovered. We are months, the New York Times is even reporting years away from a coronavirus vaccine. So we are relying on Mother Nature, our strongest defense system, which is the natural immune system. Uh, you know, older people, of course, are the ones that have been affected the most. So I know that every time you turn on the news, it's, you know, something, you know, there's new breaking news, you know, Disneyland closed down, um, events have to been rescheduled, March Madness has just been canceled. I mean, the world, especially even here in the States living here is really just, we're just on lockdown and I'm in Idaho and we are one of the only states in the lower 48 that has not been infected. I think we have one other state that hasn't been infected. And so, I mean, fingers crossed, Idaho, we, you know, I mean, ugh, I don't know. It's not looking good, but even here in Idaho, things are, you know, people are closing events. Um, I actually, I had a big event at the uh, Pet Expo in late April. I do it at our fairgrounds. It's this big event where pet lovers come and I have a really exciting stage show and I bring out some of my animals and we talk and we do meet and greets. And I literally just got an email five minutes before I hit record that that event has been pushed back to late July. So People are seriously, I mean, we're, they're taking it serious. My wife just came home from Costco and said, oh my God, there's no waters. There's no toilet paper at Costco's. It's so weird. It's like people are just, people are just bunkering down. And even in New York, it was announced this evening that they're going to put a halt to Broadway shows and 
audiences, I think of over 500 people. So I was watching the Today Show this morning and they have put a halt on, you know, people out in the plaza. They, and you know, studio audiences for the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. You don't have a studio audience. They're putting halts on Ellen DeGeneres. It's just, it's just a really, really crazy time. It can be scary. I want you guys to know that, uh, you know, just be cautious, make sure to be clean, wash your hands, you know, try to avoid situations, crowded public areas. I know it's easy to freak out with the media, but I want everyone to just relax, wash your hands, and just remember everything is going to be okay. Please remember that many people get the coronavirus, they have mild cases, and of, of those people, they have recovered. So please make sure just to kind of keep that in mind so it's not blown out of proportion, but I understand I mean, I guess that's kind of a crazy statement because it is blown out of proportion. I mean, this is a crazy pandemic across the world. With that said, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the special edition Breaking Animals uh, news edition to the show. If you love the show, please make sure to rate and review. You can leave a comment on whichever podcasting platform you listen to. And on a side note, we actually just got added to Pandora, which is Awesome. So you can now listen to the show for free on Pandora, as well as iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, SoundCloud, and CorbettMaxi.com. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, please note this is not usually how shows go. I usually don't just blab on. I usually have another person, an expert on in an animal-related field. Please make sure to check out past episodes. We have over 100 hours in episodes of content. There's a lot of stuff to listen to. With that said, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.